the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source. It is time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Man, I haven't done one of these in a while. It's going to be fun. Hey, we're standing by with realty expert John Brodine, and we'll talk with John right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, here we are. We are back. John Brodeen, how are you, my hey, friend? I'm good. Good, good. I'm doing fine. Um, I saw a Facebook post. Uh, you and it looked like part of your family. Yeah. Uh, the wife is actually sitting, and she's got the hands on the oh, belly yeah. like uh, yeah. like uh, people in her shape do. <laughs> yep, yep. We had, uh, we had the baby shower this past weekend. Okay, so okay. Had, she had you know family and friends and stuff in town. We mm-hmm. got together that evening with some friends. So, yeah, she's 34 weeks today. Wow. You got to be pretty stoked, huh? Yeah, it's getting close. Yeah. Otherwise, how are things going for you? Good. Yeah. Can't complain. We've got a lot of busy weekends in a row. So yeah. Well, uh, but it's all good. Good. Um, you know, we have talked uh, about. You see these financial gurus on TV and and, and on uh, social media. Uh, I know we had talked about Dave Ramsey. A lot of yep. people follow him, uh, as do Grant Cardone. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people follow him, uh, and he's right about a lot of things. But mm-hmm. um, according to you, John, um, he's wrong about buying a home. Yeah. Ex- expand on that a little bit. Yeah. So if anybody's not familiar with Grant Cardone, he's a big time real estate investor. Um, I think he's got billions under management. He has kind of a he has a fund. Um, he has a fund that you know people invest in. He buys giant apartment buildings, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. And so he's super successful, super knowledgeable when it comes to real estate. But one of the pieces of advice that I completely disagree with is his thought on people's primary residence. So. He says that you should never own your primary residence and that you should always rent it. Um, part of the reasoning he gives here is it frees up more of your money to invest in real estate. Um, he he says it also gives you the ability to uh, move wherever you want, whenever you want, to pursue opportunities. And I agree with him on that. He's right on that. Um, but I'm looking at this CNBC article right now. And it's talking kind of he's trying to reason with some actual numbers mm-hmm. on why it's better not to own your primary residence. And he says, um, so this article gives an example. Let's say you bought a home for $100,000, you put $5,000 down, and then 10 years later, you sell the house for $200,000. Um, and he's saying it looks like you killed it. You've turned $5,000 into $100,000, but then it goes into some of the expenses you incurred. And it's basically saying that you really didn't make that much money, even though it looks like you did. So, uh, you know, you talks about 10 years of interest at 6% per year, talks about 10 years of property taxes, 10 years of real estate, or sorry, real estate fees when you go ahead and sell it of 6%. Um, So, uh, you know, he's saying like the cost of all these things when you add it up is almost as much as the money that you're making on it. Um, Now, so it sounds like this is making sense. He's saying like, you know, the total cost, it basically turns out to be a wash. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is comparing owning a home and living in it to being homeless, basically. The alternative is renting. Sure. So I'll compare this situation to if you were to rent for 10 years. And let's say you rented an even cheaper place. So if you were to buy a $100,000 place and your interest rate was 6%, um, let's, let's, so your payment would be 878 
And if you rented, let's just say you rented a $700 a month place. Let's say you rented a little bit cheaper place than what you would have been buying. Um, over 10 years, you would have paid 84 grand in rent. You're not getting any of that back. Um, now you're going to have a lot of expenses over those 10 years owning the home. Um, so if you made 10 years of payments at $878 a month, it's going to be about $105,000 worth of payments. Um, but at the end of the whole thing, you would only owe 83,000. So you would have, you would have gained about $11,000 in, mm-hmm. in loan pay down. Um, so just right off the bat, you're actually keeping some of the money that you paid, even if you, you know, didn't make a giant profit on right. the house. Um, so, uh, so let's say we, we sell this house, like he said, for $200,000 after your realtor fees and closing costs and, you know, commissions, everything like that, you're, uh, you're going to be looking at $187,000. Um, after your loan is paid off, you're going to be netting $103,000. Um, but this isn't all profit. So you probably had some maintenance and repairs. They didn't factor this in on his example, but I'll factor it in because it's reasonable. So let's say you had 10% of your monthly payments um, per year in in maintenance and repairs. So you're looking at about 10 grand in maintenance and repairs over those 10 years. Um, So now you're down to $93,000, $93,500 net. Um, You take out your, uh, your down payment, which is going to put you in the like $88,000 range. Um, you subtract your 10 years of mortgage payments, uh, including taxes, in, uh, taxes, insurance, interest, principal, and you're going to have mortgage insurance. So I factored that in as well. So now you're, now you're negative like $21,476. Okay. So you, you think that sounds bad. Um, but when we're owning, so we're over... It costs you ten year for ten years. It costs you twenty one thousand four hundred seventy six dollars to have a place to live. If you would have rented, it would have costed you eighty four thousand dollars to rent an even cheaper place. Right over those ten years, so you actually would have saved sixty two thousand five hundred twenty four dollars living in that home. So this is this is where Grant Cardone is wrong. Um, it's this isn't a one size fits all thing. There are situations where it's better to rent, but there are situations where it's better to own your primary residence. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in the same city and be able to live in the same house for for ten years, like this example gives, you are much better off owning your primary residence. And you can see that here. Um, you know, it's not it's not always going to double in value, but you've got plenty of wiggle room. Um, you know, if you sold it for fifty thousand dollars less, you know, you're still ahead owning versus renting. Sure. Um, it, it makes no sense to me with him uh, saying that. I mean, obviously, it's just an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, he's not a realty expert like you guys are at Berkshire well, Hathaway. He, people would consider him a realty ex- or a real estate expert. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's one of his opinions that uh, is controversial. And Do you think he rents? Um, I think he said he does. Okay. Uh, but he rents, you know. He's probably got like six different apartments mansions. somewhere. Yeah. 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 And his thing is he doesn't want his money tied up in a primary residence. He'd rather put that to work from investing. Mm -hmm. So I do agree with him. I say if, you know, obviously if you compare owning a primary home that you're living in compared to if you had that same home and you used it as a rental property Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to live anywhere or you're able to live for free somewhere else, yeah, sure. It's better off to own it as a rental property. Maybe he's just lazy. He doesn't be. want to have to mow, doesn't want to have to do any any can, maintenance, any of that kind of stuff. You can hire all that out. And most <laughs> times when you rent a house, you still have to do all that. You, yeah. know, you still have to mow, you still have to do your snow removal, True. you still have to pay your utilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that different. The main thing is you don't have to pay for the uh, maintenance and repairs. Right. So 
to, to summarize, I would, I would say it's better off to own than rent if you're going to stay in the same place for a number of years, mm-hmm. I'd say four or five plus years. Yep. Um, if you're, if you're going to stay in it for over, fo- over four or five years, it's almost a no-brainer to own rather than rent. Sure. The only caveat to that is if you are in such a tight financial situation that you're not going to have the money to pay for maintenance and repairs on the property and you're not going to be able to keep it up, mm. then you might be uh, better mm-hmm. suited to renting. Right. Um, if you are in a situation where there's a good chance you're going to have to move quickly to pursue some other opportunity, sure, then rent. Then it makes sense to rent. It doesn't always make sense to buy, but it doesn't. It definitely doesn't always make sense to rent your primary residence. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you're in the military, you probably don't want to buy a house. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> unless a, you're retiring. Yeah, this might be an unpopular opinion on on my part, mm-hmm. but um, I'm, I'm I do get a little bit worried about the people in the military who are using VA loans zero mm-hmm. percent down, wrapping in their funding fee. So if they buy a hundred thousand dollar house, they owe a hundred and seven thousand dollars right off the bat, or hundred five thousand dollars. I can't remember what the percentage is off the top of my head. And there's a good chance they're only going to be here for two years. Right, right. I um, mean, they might get shipped off or somewhere else. Yeah, and they they need to hit a home run with the market mm-hmm. in order to uh, come out of that unscathed. Um, so I do get a little bit worried about that with with military people who end up buying a house everywhere they go. And there's plenty of people who have done well, um, but it's just it is riskier uh, for them to do that. You know, there's plenty of people who have done awesome. There's there's military people who pick up a rental uh, property in the places that they uh, visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if putting zero percent down when you're going to be in a place for such a short amount of time is the best option every time. It sounds attractive. It sounds lucrative. Um but just because it's 0% down doesn't mean it's no risk. It actually sure. means it's more risk in some cases. You know, a lot of the people that are, are followers of the Grant Cardones and the Dave Ramseys of the world, you know, and they think uh, their word is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not always true. And it's not always true for, you know, it all depends on the situation you're in, yeah, uh, where you live, what you do, all of that kind of stuff. But I, I, I still, don't you think you're just better off uh, getting a hold of a realty expert? Yeah, real estate is so hyper-local that it could be a better decision to make one move here in Grand Forks, and it could make a com- make sense to make a completely different decision if you're in a different market. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking to a local real estate expert is very important. Um, that's that's one of the reasons I don't you don't hear me talk about national numbers that often is because they're not always right. that applicable. Like it's it's good and it's insightful to look and get that you know yeah thirty thousand foot view of the of the country's real estate situation but it's more important to know everything there is to know about our local market here sure i i put a lot more effort into knowing this local market like the back of my hand than i do about the whole national market national market's made up of a bunch of tiny little markets Mm -hmm. and you could have a market here that's 180 degrees different from a market in seattle washington wisconsin or wherever Mm -hmm. you know yeah Um, if you're looking to buy a house here who cares about what the housing market is like in L.A. or yeah. Seattle, like you said? It's a completely different deal. And and we know, uh, me not being a realty expert, I know there's a huge difference mm-hmm. from buying and selling here than there is out on the West Coast or the East Coast or down South. Yeah, like it, in these two years where things have been really hot, um, our market went up by, you know, I think 12 or 13% total mm-hmm. um, with our median sale price. Uh less than 15%. The national market as a whole went up by like 45%. In 2008 or 2007, when the housing market crashed, the the national housing market numbers crashed completely. You had drops of, you know, 
25 to 50%, whatever it was in, in home values. Here, home values dropped very minimally, if at all. So specifically to our market here in Grand Forks, North Dakota, we're very insulated from what's going on in the national housing market. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting like that. But some of these influencers and these experts, they, they might purposefully kind of have unpopular opinions to help them um, just to create controversy. Stir because the that, pot a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because that yep. results in more views and that's sure. how they make money in some mm-hmm. ways. Um, you know, and, and like with Dave Ramsey and Grant Cardone, um, I don't think they're wrong about everything. Right. It's it's just there's certain opinions that they have that I don't agree with that mm-hmm. I think are wrong. But other opinions they have I think are on the money and that I think are 100% everybody should follow. So, You know, they do call you people realty experts for a reason. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of realty expert John Brodeen, how do they do that? Um, yeah, if you want to become a client, uh, get a hold of me, 701-213-5428. If you want to learn more about me and learn more about our market, follow me on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and LinkedIn, every every single social media platform. I'm on it, um, posting content almost daily. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to see you on Friday. Any idea what uh, kind of surprises we got Friday? What, no, am, I, no, what I, am I going to look forward to? I, I can't give any spoilers. Okay, it's okay. Be a <laughs> Maybe because I haven't thought of it yet. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, You can't be a realty expert all the time, right? you got to have a little bit of downtime. Uh, There you go. You know how to get a hold of him. He's a realty expert. His name is John Brodeen. He's with Berkshire Hathaway. And that is the first of two of your Berkshire Hathaway biweekly podcasts. Like John said, we'll be back on Friday to find out more.